Whether for personal use or accessing your corporate network, authentication and authorization are two critical concepts in access control. At times confused with authorization, authentication is the process of verifying the identity of an entity before access authorization is given. Authentication, on the other hand, may involve the use of passwords, access tokens, and biometric verification, while authorization uses processes like role-based access control and attribute-based access control. So with all the innovations placed around authentication and authorization, why do systems still get hacked? And as more organizations move to the cloud, what can we expect from these two facets of access control in the years ahead? With us on Podcast for Future CISO is Jay Reddy, Senior IAM Evangelist for Manage Engine. Jay, welcome to Podcast for Future CISO. Hey, thanks a lot for the opportunity, Alan. It's my pleasure connecting today. What is the biggest issue influencing or impacting authentication today? All right, I'd like to probably start with a reality check. We are at a historical low when it comes to trust. And if you look at it, there's no algorithm out there that you can write to detect the truth when it comes to human beings. Cybersecurity is moving from being more machine-centric to being very human-centric. And then there's this whole load of disinformation, misinformation, fragmentation, and whatnot out there. And with authentication today, the biggest challenge is to try and simplify this equation when it comes to cybersecurity community to have a single source of truth. Now, that, in my opinion, is the biggest challenge. So as we go forward, trying to find out a single source of truth, being able to build coherence and buy-ins from your users, from the organizations that they work for, and security vendors, that becomes a very critical problem. And all of them have to be on the same page. So in my opinion, the best way to probably go forward is transparency in processes, maybe ensuring that we reduce the friction that users have today, especially when it comes to the right education that we give them, or probably authentications that they use in terms of fast food fatigue that they encounter the day in day out or the endless logon and logins that are there so the biggest issue that we have at hand right now is to be able to foolproof security without compromising the user experience of that how has authentication both in terms of technology and practices evolved during the pandemic The pandemic has certainly introduced a massive change to how uh, customers authenticate to maybe avail a good or service. And this is not just with respect to tech, but it's across all industries as we see. In the last three years, we saw a huge uptick in the usage of VPN, secure remote access in one side. On the contrary, from the attacker standpoint, there has been a threefold increase in ransomwares and in phishing attacks and whatnot. Now, with these increasing threats, organizations resorted to stricter and stringent policies to verify their user access before they gave them access to a device or to an application or to the corporate network. But was that the best possible solution was what all vendors and all the cybersecurity community has been mulling over in the last couple of years. Considering now there's a huge bleeding that's happening between physical and digital as we speak, probably keeping a track on macro trends like physical distancing, for example, limitations on maybe something like a non-essential service or safety regulations that are coming in. You need to understand that this is not just industry, one industry specific and it cuts across different industries and we are slowly recovering from the pandemic right now. We see organizations in healthcare and banking, there's an uptick in the call volumes that they are having, the services that are being used online. And then there's government and education out there that are doing a fantastic job probably getting their entire citizen database online through a citizenship portal or delivering probably education over remote learning environments. So the use cases where organizations, users and governments across the board are utilizing cloud 
NFTs has improved a lot more. And this has probably accelerated the need to reinvent the whole authentication that we've been following all along. Until the pandemic, if you see, uh, we were okay with probably traditional network security models. Most of the traditional network security models for that matter were probably perimeter based. Now enterprises are taking steps to move away from the perimeter because of the fact that identities are decentralized and all over the place as a matter of fact. Now, a clear indicator of this effort is you see a lot of talking going around. How can we make it passwordless? How can we make the whole authentication experience streamlined or effective and frictionless? So that's the talk right now. With that in one hand and consumers being given free access to all these online applications, it's important that organizations start evaluating options like maybe, let's say, contextual authentication or continuous authentication. And that's the trend or change that we're seeing. And implementation of zero trust, as a matter of fact, like you just pointed out a, a while back, has been the single most important goal of security operations teams across the world. So to sum it up, the pandemic has moved the dial. It has triggered the thought of authentication from being seamless for genuine users and being stringent once with the malicious intent. How can CISOs and CIOs position authentication as an enabler for digital business? Now, that's probably a mystery that CISOs and CIOs have been trying to solve for a long, long time. With the whole pandemic accelerated digital transformation, almost every business out there, whether they want it or not, even the traditional brick and mortar businesses for that matter, have recognized the need to become digital first. So there's no question about that. So digital identities are taking center stage as we speak. It's becoming the gateway for accessing systems that employees access, your partners access, your customers access, and everybody across the value chain now rely on digital identities. Here's the tricky part. Establishing who has what access, right, is becoming harder by the day. At least if you're an organization that's stuck using maybe antiquated ideas about identity management, that's definitely a problem that all of us are trying to solve. Now, at every step across the board, your business reputation, for that matter, depends on ensuring that the right people have right privileges. We keep hearing about the least privileged approach over and over. With multiple stakeholders involved, with different business processes to cater to and all these interconnected systems out there running on different clouds as we the imperative is pretty clear that in this day and age now everybody is demanding data privacy as their fundamental right making authentication foolproof will be the own and only goal with which cisos and ctos will work forward and this whole pandemic power digital transformation has relayed that information across other divisions of the company making authentication probably an easy sell of all times for cisos and cios right now there are those who suggest that past passwords be drop altogether. Is this a good idea given the current state of technology? One place where both businesses and consumers agree is definitely log on security, right? For consumers, it's important that they are able to trust the apps that they're using. They're able to hand over their sensitive information and personal information over to the vendor. For businesses, it's about keeping the information safe. Now, with the whole passwords being dropped, there's a lot of skepticism around that. And it's quite natural, in my opinion, because whenever a new way to log on comes along, it's only natural that people respond with skepticism skepticism. Is it really safe? Is this the right approach? Because we know how important secure logons are. And in case of passwordless authentication, the reaction is particularly strong because for a very, very long time, it's been drilled into our heads that passwords are the ultimate source of protection. So that's an honest challenge all of us are facing as security experts. Now with traditional password-based authentication, the problem is even best laid plans can go awfully wrong because we're talking about users and probably their memory. And in most cases, users 
still resort to writing their parcels down on a piece of paper or a sticky note. And when given a chance, they're going to probably use guessable or a weak password or probably use the same password across 10 different applications. So that is the biggest challenge with the old way of doing things. In simple, if you were to ask me, is passwordless going to be the future? Yes, passwordless is going to be the future and passwords can be dropped altogether. But if you ask me, are we ready right away? The answer is no. It's going to take us a few more years before we get there. Because as we speak, we are seeing big names in tech coming together, probably uh, as a part of the Fido Alliance. You see Apple, Google, all of them coming together to make one common way of authenticating based on devices. Uh, how do I go forward passwordless? So that's a positive sign. Passwordless is definitely the future, but it's going to be a little delayed in my opinion. Circling back on the topic of zero trust, do you see zero trust as changing the landscape of authentication? Oh, as a matter of fact, yes. Considering the fact that Perimeter is dissolving right now as we speak, it's an obvious incremental addition to what we've been doing all along. In short, Zero Trust is more of a security strategy that kind of makes us question our fundamental beliefs of trust all along. Anybody inside the network was considered to be trustworthy and anybody from outside the network were untrusted. So that notion is changing. Now, as we speak, the priority right here is to be able to establish trust relationships, probably with your employees, your partners, maybe someone you're contracting with, maybe other members in your supply chain, irrespective of which location, which device they're accessing from, probably which network they're accessing from. So zero trust is taking center stage. And the propaganda that it's putting forward is secure identity. So you keep hearing about identity security more often than before. So zero trust is taking center stage. But as a matter of fact, if I were to just break it down, zero trust is not a novel concept or a new idea. It's been existing for almost about two decades now and over the last three years if you see it's actually reached a point where organizations are prioritizing it so that's the change that i at least personally have observed and now with the whole pandemic organizations were forced to shift their operations to remote work overnight now this dismantled the entire idea of traditional security that we've had all along because it's beyond the corporate network now that's the biggest challenge that we're trying to solve while zero trust also ensures flexibility for probably your hybrid workforce probably for working uh, users working in a distributed environment. It also caters to the fact that it brings in, let's say, adaptive authentication, let's say risk-based authentication. So those are the graduations that we're seeing in terms of how Zero Trust is moving the dial for multi-factor authentication. If I were to just continue that point a little while longer, talking about multi-factor authentication, it's always been very one-dimensional. There's your password followed by a multi-factor authentication. Is it the most foolproof way to do things? The simple answer, no. With Zero Trust, it's pushing for something called continuous adaptive risk and threat assessment. So over and over, we are trying to move the dial and make MFA as such much better than how it used to be before. And Zero Trust is changing how we were looking at authentication, making it continuous adaptive risk-based. If I were to expand, at every given instance when a user logs in, our systems take into consideration their previous logs, takes into account the historical data. We check when did they access last, where did they access last, what devices they access last. And Zero Trust requires you to factor all of this into consideration before you actually let someone into your corporate network so it's context-based so with the whole zero trust taking momentum authentication is also changing and one trend that we are observing is ueba user entity behavior analytics taking center stage for any authentication in the future that's where it's headed our podcast topic is future of authentication how do you see the future of authentication evolving 
So in my previous point, I was talking about uh, UEBA taking center stage. For anybody to be able to get UEBA to work, machine learning and AI, artificial intelligence, become very prominent in that piece of technology. Now, AI will probably be used to assist and weigh individual factors, talk about log-on attempts that come up with a risk scenario in every given case. Let me probably take an example. A user who's connecting from a certain IP address or probably trying to log in from a different geographical location in the middle of night. So that will be a clear threat. The AI system is trained to detect such a threat. Now, some factors that we'll consider will be probably network reputation, the device fingerprint, the time of login, and it tries to build a model around it. Now, the final output of this analysis is probably a risk score, and it'll dictate the action that the system will take. For example, if the risk score is on the higher side, the solution will ask another factor of authentication, maybe a fingerprint, maybe a face ID, before letting the user pass through or go to the next step, depending upon how the platform is configured. Now, on the contrary, if all things are right and the risk score is low, it can probably make the whole access process much more smoother. So that's a point that I'd want to make. Now, when it comes to AI as such, how it's evolving with respect to authentication, we, they are trying to build uh, neural networks that mimic the human brain. This tends to learn and feed on data sets over and over till it forms the correct path. For example, we were talking about the IP-based login, right? It can find out patterns in that data set and detect if it's a legitimate login or a cyber attack. Now, with remote work, Working, it's become all the more difficult for even the AIs to find out whether it's a legitimate user logging in from home or an attacker. Their behavioral patterns are almost the same. So that's the gradual natural progression that we are seeing right now. Eventually, if, if you ask me, risk-based authentication will likely be less supervised. Systems will become smart enough to learn by themselves and go beyond what data sets and patterns we fed into the AI to process. Being able to cross-reference probably multiple uh, machine learning algorithms, use pattern recognition, maybe used a time-based series predictive algorithms. This will improve the accuracy with which any of these AI systems that power authentication will operate. The key benefit in this whole authentication powered by AI will be this mold that we've been trying to make that authentication compromises user experience. Now, that's the problem that we've been trying to solve. And AI essentially will make user experience much smoother, will give them easy instant access because based on the context, if they're an attacker, it's definitely going to stop them from getting into your system. So that's how I see it progressing. Jay, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CISO. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Jay Reddy, Senior IAM Evangelist at Manage Engine on the topic of future of authentication. You are listening into Podchats for Future CISO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CISO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CISO. Bye for now.